Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. And this week is no different than any other. I am so glad you're listening in today. Today, we're going to be talking about why you're never too old to write a book. Mm, I know I have a lot of friends that are out there going, really, Linda, are you sure? You know, maybe I'm beyond my prime. But no, if God has given you a message, he has a way for you to get that word out. My industry expert is Lane Lawson Craft, best-selling award-winning author and speaker of Enjoy Today, Own Tomorrow, Discover the Power to Live the Life You Love, and the Companion Journal. Lane has a bi-weekly podcast, Living Lively with Lane, where she shares stories of hope and her brand new Warfare Parenting podcast, Helping Parents with Prodigals. She is live on Facebook every other Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. Lane has been married to Steve for over 34 years and loves to spend time with their two sons and daughter, daughter-in-love, and son-in-love. I'm glad that Lane is choosing to spend some time with us here today. Everyone, please welcome Lane Lawson Craft. Lane, it is great to have you here. Linda, this is such an honor, and thank you for allowing me to come share uh, this whole thought that you're never too old. You're never too old to write a book. Absolutely. Now, before we go into that journey, I would love for you to allow us to have just a peek behind the personal curtain of your life, if you wouldn't mind. Is there something you might share with us that maybe we won't read in your bio? Well, I'm sitting here reflecting, and I think the most pivotal point in my life, Linda, was when I was the publisher of Woe Women magazine. It was in every bookstore in America and Canada, and it sat mm-hmm. next to Family Circle and Woman's Day. And at the height of this career, I was about 50 years old, I had Dolly Parton twice on the cover, Reba McIntyre. Harris Faulkner, Roma Downey, Justin Bieber's mom. What it was is a magazine that just brought faith and inspiration to the mainstream. And what people don't know, Linda, is at the top of my game, at the top of my career, I thought I'd made it. I'm 50. I've reached God's pinnacle. He asked me to lay it all down. Linda, Mm. I had already had the next cover ready. And God, I heard him clearly say, It was time to lay it all down. And so this was the journey. You know, it's very difficult to lay things at the altar at the top. And Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it. And it took about three and a half to almost four years, Linda, before God gave me my new assignment. And guess what Mm -hmm. it was? You're not too old to write a book. And so there was a message (laughs) on my heart. And uh, so, so I don't know who that might speak to today. Uh, God has a funny way of repurposing us. And again, it goes back to what we're really talking about today. Most people do not start over at 50, 55, but God Mm. reinvented me at that age. Well, I love the thought of being reinvented or that kind of repurposed a little bit. You know, when we think of the Apostle Paul, 
God didn't change his zeal. He changed his direction. And what Father has placed in us with everything that you had with Woe Magazine, I see so much of what God has done in your life that still captures that same passion for you to be able to get the word out about truth and to be able to feed into the lives of others. And I'm so glad that you're here doing that that today. And I'm so glad that you listened to him. So folks, this is what we're looking at. You're never too old to write a book. If you think you're too old to be published, now's the time to think again. So Lane, help us out here. You say that there has never been a better time to get someone's book out there because we have so many options in publishing. You know, Linda, this is so true. Um, Publishing has become a thing that you can do yourself. Back in the day, it was hard. You couldn't find the right places to do your cover, to put your message in the appropriate format. There are so many self-publishing arms out there that are just waiting to curate your message and get it in a way that's packaged and looks great. It's very encouraging to me that we are moving in a time where books are bought online quite a bit. We don't even have a Christian bookstore open anymore. So Mm. there has never been a greater time, I believe, in the publishing history than to get this message in your laptop, in your Word doc, and start putting out some feelers, what the cost would be to put this message in a book form on your own. Mm. And that's true because there's a lot of things that we can do that is available to us that wasn't years ago. And also, Lane, I would venture to say those that are a little bit older and they're going, wait, I'm not real tech savvy. There has to be some other opportunities for them because maybe they're not into that learning curve of, I I don't even want to look at tutorials. Do they have some other options? Sure. You know, I just read a wonderful article, Linda, on dictating your book. You can get a software and talk into a microphone and speak your thoughts. At the end of this venture, you have a book in a document. And then again, There's not a whole lot of searching. You can put in Google, self-publish, and you would be amazed. Many of these places will take that manuscript, help you with your brand, put a beautiful cover on it. It's just amazing. Mm, This is true. This is true. And folks, with, with what is available out there, age is not the issue. All that's the issue is your willingness to sit down, to get the word on the paper, on the screen, and then be able to say, I'm going to press the go button and I need to get this published. Now, there's some different options, as you mentioned, Lane, for our authors or writers to be published. Tell us the one that you think is a really good one for them to get their feet wet on. Absolutely. I am so fond of ebooks. And I had not ever really done an ebook, Linda, until I did the Enjoy Today on Tomorrow book. And what I did is I created an ebook to create interest for the real book. The good news about ebooks, they're much shorter, they still have the same 
passion, and message, but in a much more condensed manner, then you can put it out there. You can charge for it, Linda. It's a whole new way to make income. You can charge $2.99, $4.99, depending on your expertise and, and experience and, and what's inside of it. And another wonderful asset or advantage of an ebook is you can do a landing page. So you can put this everywhere you are, uh, Facebook, emails, and you can say, click here, get my ebook, and you start creating followers and fans, Linda. That's really one of the keys to developing your readership, to getting your message out there is how fast can I connect with those who have a need for my message and what's an easy way for them to get the content? We think sometimes, Lane, that we have to have the hardback book, the paperback book, and really what people want is they want to have it in their hands. And with, like you said, the different readers that we have, we have iPads, we have Kindle, we have tablets, we have our phones that we can read books in now. So why not take advantage of the digital access that's so readily available to many of our future readers? We can do this. Yes, and Linda, really important today message. I just got off the phone this morning with a very large publishing house, and we were saying how things have shifted online. Books are being bought online. So how important is it to gain traction? You want exactly what you said. We want to engage with the people that we're trying to reach. One of the most effective ways is an ebook. It's just so powerful because the person that downloads that ebook, whether it's for cost or it's free, they immediately identify with the message that your bigger book, your hard copy book has inside. And I like the idea of, hey, write an ebook that is going to test the waters. It's not a substitution you want them to walk away with meat. You want them to walk away with whatever you have promised in the title. But you can see, is this an area that promotes interest? Are people wanting to hear more about it? And I think that that's a great way because you can make it shorter. You can have it, put it, like you said, put it out on Facebook, invite people to take a read. Maybe you can send it to people for free and say, give me your thoughts. What would you like to hear more about? That can even broaden the content of your next full book that you would like to have out in paperback. Yes, Linda, that is so important too, because you're almost being able to pre-test, is this book really resonating? And like you said, it may give you whole new avenues to go down that you weren't even aware that people needed more information about. It's just a win-win. Yeah, it is. Very, very good. All right. Well, share with us your story about getting your first publishing contract. Well, it's really a funny story. Uh, again, so I go back when God told me to lay everything down. And as you can tell, I'm pretty lively. So uh, God's a funny God. He gave me a scripture, John 12, 24, Linda. And it says, unless a seed of wheat goes into the ground and dies, 
it stays one seed. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it will multiply. So that was kind of my season. I was in a John 12, 24 season. Uh, The magazine was now not in publication or circulation. And about three weeks, three months, a year, three and a half years in this very dark season, I began to curate this very intimate hurts to healing kind of message. And it was through my own life. Uh, I likened myself that I once was Humpty Dumpty who fell off the (laughs) wall and I fell into a million pieces. Actually, it was my heart. My heart shattered into a million pieces and, and, and several times in my life. And how did I go from that stage of hurt into healing? And so anyway, God is a funny God. And, you know, I was kind of like, okay, God, now you give me this message and I have no platform, Linda. You know how important a platform is. And I had really seriously been in the dark. I mean, pretty much out of people's eyes and ears for almost three and a half, almost four years. And so when I got this message, uh, my daughter had come in from California and said, mom, but well, you got to take me to the airport. And on the way to the airport, Linda, she said, Mom, what is God telling you to do? You've been kind of silent for too long. And I said, Kaylee, you're not going to believe. I believe God's telling me to write a book, but there's no way anybody would ever pick it up. I don't have a platform. And out of the mouths of babes, Linda, she said, Mom, <laughs> I've never heard you uh, disobey God. You know, that was a whole acronym for woe, Linda, was women who hear, obey, and act on the word of God. So uh, that means we don't just hear the word and say, okay, I'm not doing this and this and obey it, but we actually act as the hands and feet to Christ. And, um, you know, when we see someone hurting that we try to lift them up or if they're hungry, feed them. So anyway, um, you know, I said, get out of this car, go back to California. And I (laughs) did just completely discount you know, her prompting. And a couple of weeks later, I was riding around and on a Christian radio, it said, are you a Christian author with a message on your heart? And I thought, God, you're hilarious. And so anyway, it was a retreat commercial for um, writers to come to. So I blew it off again, Linda. And about two weeks later, the Lord just pressed in my heart. You didn't even go to the website. So I went to the website Long story short, I sent it to my husband. He said, babe, that is an hour down the road. I think you need to go to that retreat. And so I did. It was a great retreat in Andalusia, Alabama. And uh, that was the beginning, Linda. Uh, I had no idea that when God put me in the ground, it was to repurpose me, to reinvent me. I would have never written this book. I would have never, my mother says, Lyndall, you'll love this. I would have nev- never sat still enough to write this book. <laughs> so anyway, so I think the nugget here is, I know if you were listening today and you've got a message on your heart, what I just really challenge you to do today is get it on paper. If you have to speak it into a microphone and let it dictate or sit down a few minutes a day and just start writing out thoughts because God curates these messages so that we can help others, Linda. Mm -hmm. Really does. Did you happen to find your publisher at that writing conference? 
I did. Can you believe that? So that was my very first retreat, writer's retreat specifically. And uh, I came with two proposals and did all the things. You know, that's one thing I'd love to say, Linda, if, if someone is preparing to go to a retreat, a writer's retreat, I don't care which one, the key is coming prepared. The key is coming with something for these experts, whether it's the, you know, uh, agency side or the publishing side, so they can give you feedback. And so I learned early, go with a good proposal, allow them, whoever it may be, to look at them. Maybe Immediately, my book was retitled at that retreat, and I was picked up by a publishing house at that retreat. That's fabulous. I like that you said to go prepared because Lane, I think if we walk and step forward prepared, it really does kind of thwart the enemy in a sense where we feel purposed. We're going to go, we're going to have our hearts set, we're going to be ready, we're going to have in place a one sheet or the full proposal whatever it is that God has given us, our, we have done our due diligence. We're not just going to walk out and go, I don't know why I'm here, even though we might say that back in our hotel room. But when we're on the floor, when we're in front of the experts, to be able to place something in front of them and then let them speak their expertise into us and not be afraid. That's one of the things I found at conferences, Lane, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, how we are received by experts in the industry. Do you find that what they want to do is just tell you everything you've done wrong or that they really want to encourage you and equip you to be better than when you walked in? My my most valuable uh, information I can give anyone listening is this. The experts are there to help you. And what I love, if, you, if you're if you prepared enough, Linda, before you even go, some of these retreats offer a critique from some of these experts. You pay just a little bit of money and you send your work off to an expert that's going to actually be at the retreat and you are assured to talk with them, get their feedback I'm telling you what's amazing about it. They're not there to intimidate you. They are there, though, to help you on your journey, to say, you know, mm-hmm. there are parts of this book I like that I think are very marketable. I would forget these parts. Uh, or this is a very marketable title. Uh, let's keep working through this. And maybe you get a rewrite opportunity. I can tell you this. If you go prepared, I mean, that is the number one thing. If you can put together, as Linda said, more than a one sheet. I mean, try to have a full on proposal or a full children's book and allow these experts to lay their eyes on them. I'm telling you, you will not come back void ever. Mm, That's good. Well, you went from never being published to a best-selling and award-winning author. Wow. How did that come about? 
Linda, you know, I had an advertising agency for 17 years. I was an entrepreneur straight out of college. I went and sold radio time for the first six months straight out of college. And, and Linda, I was so blessed. So many of the people that were my clients asked me, would I represent them completely in marketing? So at age 22 years old, I opened an ad agency and it was very successful. But when 9-11 happened, everyone just really took their money back. But what I'm getting to marketing and branding, marketing and branding are the key to real success for your book. And would you like for me to kind of go into that a little? Certainly. Okay. So what I mean by that is if you look at my Enjoy Today Own Tomorrow book, it's a brand. It has uh, scripture cards, declaration cards. It has greeting cards. So I made a complete brand out of the book. So branding, I would say, is the number one thing you might want to put your mind around as you're curating your message and you're kind of going forward with it and you're trying to get colors. You know, I have colors and fonts for every project I do, Linda. I just think identity, you know, again, remember many of our buyers of our books that resonate with our message, they're going to see it. You know, they're going to see it on Facebook. They're going to hear about it through a podcast. So visuals are very important. So I would say if you're out there today, brand yourself, brand yourself and brand your books. Hmm. Now, what about when you say we're never too old to write, we're never too old to submit proposals or to self-publish? How can you encourage our listeners to be bold in that aspect. Send us off with something that's really going to help us in this area. Basically, there's never been a greater time and there's never been a greater need for messages of hope and inspiration or application. So when I say be bold, there's a message. If you are listening today and you are thinking about writing a book or maybe even a second book, I believe, Linda, that that's that's God. That's God nudging you. So I want you to be bold. I mean, the worst thing you can hear is no. And then you just keep going. And again, I think personally, there's never been a greater reason to self-publish. Back in the day, Linda, you know, there used to be this kind of taboo about self-publishing. You know, oh, you're not traditionally published. Well, now with the way Amazon set up, you can set your own account up. You can put your book. You can, I believe, Linda, the last stat I heard that 68% of our books today are sold on Amazon. Is that a number you've heard? I've heard, I've actually heard higher at the last conference that I was at. They were saying like in the 80 percentile. Wow. Or that Amazon books are sold from Amazon. Wow. Even more so because there are so many brick and mortar stores that are stepping back, many closed down. There are still some out there, folks. And if and if they're out there, I highly recommend please go and support your local bookstores, your local Christian bookstores. You have people that want to remain in the in in the territory, in your community. So support them as best you can. But you are absolutely right with everyone going to Amazon lane, that's just a click away. It's just a click away. And people are doing it in high numbers today. 
And, uh, you know, it's also so fast. Literally, you can order your book today, Linda. You're linked for couples or whatever, and you can get that book tomorrow. That's right. Incredible. And never, don't even have to leave home if you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) But really, truly, I do, I do want to encourage because I don't know, you know, because we are talking about you're never too old to write a book or be published. Don't let that mindset that I had, Linda, I had it. I mean, I felt like, you know, self-publishing wasn't as good as traditionally publishing. That's not true anymore. That's not true. That, yes. It's not true. And one of the reasons is because we have amazing independent contractors. We have amazing editors that are out there. We have amazing cover designers. We have... We have several companies that I think you had mentioned this. They come alongside self-published authors. So you have people that know the industry and that do work for a lot of top-notch companies, traditional publishing houses, other publishing houses, and their gift, their abilities are available to you. So don't just take your own words and upload them. Please be sure that you get it professionally edited. Yes. That is a thing that you can do for yourself. And if you're creating covers, have it be a cover. And I think this might be a little bit of a tendency for those who are a little bit older in our community. We have a particular look maybe that we're, that we like and it makes us feel good. But remember this, when you are writing for the next generation, when you are writing for others, we need to have them in mind. You need to have your readers in mind when you're looking at the cover. Maybe it needs to be updated. We, you know, we don't really want to know your age when you're writing a book. We want it to be for whoever the content is for. So we need to make it appealing to those that you want to take it off a shelf or as they're going through Amazon to be able to say, wow, I like the look of that book and to be able to take that as well. That is so good, Linda. And you know, I did self-publish because I was publishing in mass production, this magazine, Well Women. Um, I did publish, self-publish a 365-day devotional book and I start again from scratch book. Both of those were very pleasant experiences. The books were wonderful. Now, I'm dating myself. This was kind of pre-Amazon, so it was a little bit more difficult to get get it out there. But, um, you know, Linda, there are some organizations out there, too, that literally provide every entity you need, the editor, the cover, the everything you would need to get your message out on a self-publishing arm option. So do not let that keep you from getting this message out. Absolutely. This is good. Be bold, folks. Be bold. Don't let the enemy hold you back from putting the message out there that God has placed on your heart. You can do this. We know that you can. Lane is one who's sitting there going, I did it, folks. This is something that I did at an age where I thought, wow, is my life, which direction is my life turning? And the Lord says, 
I'd really like you to publish. I'd like you to get more stuff out there. I'd like you to have a book and a successful one at that. And I know you have another one that's going to be coming out too. So I'm going to encourage everyone, please make sure that you click on all the links in our show notes. You're going to be able to find out where you can find Lane on her website, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You're going to love all of her stuff on YouTube. And Lane also has her Living Lively with Lane podcast. I've been a guest on that. Love it. So good. And so you want to find out more about what she's doing. You're just going to be on fire once you have listened to her, once you've sat under her teaching and just her encouragement. You will walk away livelier than you came. And that's always a good thing. And I know that we have Enjoy Today, Own Tomorrow, Discover the Power to Live the Life You Love is available everywhere, including on Amazon. So I'd love for you to pick that up too, folks, and just take a look and support our authors. We love to be able to encourage that because the words that they put down are the words that, you know, God has given them to be able to influence lives. Lane, I'd like to ask you a question as we're wrapping up here. Lane Lawson Craft, what brings you joy? Melinda, I was thinking on this and I've had the luxury of having nine lives, I think. Um, I came, I was the baby of five children. My parents were married, uneducated at 17. Um, I was just, you know, uh, we were just a middle income kind of family. And so I've come from nothing and I've had everything. And a lot of people can't say that in their lives. I, you know, so, so I've kind of, God has been so gracious in the fact that, um, I was, I've been living nine lives. I almost got divorced and that's where that started mm-hmm. again from scratch. So we lived almost divorced. We were on opposite ends of the house, but that was 18 years ago. And we love each other more today than we ever have. So what I, what I want your listeners to know today is we hear from the world, you know, money matters and, and, uh, sex is important and, uh, accruing all these things, fame and fortune. And, and I'm here to tell you the most joy you'll ever have in your life is surrounding yourself with the people that you love the most, Linda. I love this acronym. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's joy, which is Jesus others, and then yourself. And Mm -hmm. I have really tried to model that in my life um, in every season, whether it was a dark, dark season or a great season. I always tried to make Jesus first, then others, and then myself. And when you do this as a lifestyle, you will have joy no matter what you may be facing. Mm, That is good. I agree with that. Jesus, others, then you. You're not an af- you're not an afterthought, but you kind of position yourself as Christ did to be able to come in and serve and filter joy into the lives of others as well. And I will say you do that, Lane. I really, really like it. You do that. <laughs> so well, Lane, is there something that you'd like to make available to our listeners? Sure. I have put together five warfare prayers for prodigals. And so you may be a grandparent or an aunt 
or you may be the parent or loved one of a teen or young adult that's facing some real struggles. So I put together five warfare prayers that you can get. I'm going to give Linda the link and you just get them and download them and pray, pray, pray. And this is kind of an interlude, uh, Linda, as we were talking about my new book. It's called sure. Parents Battle Plan, Warfare Strategies to Win Back Your Prodigal. And that'll be available March 2023. Mm. We're looking forward to that because we have a lot of young people that life is just offering them options that may not be the best thing for them. And if we can pray for our prodigals and pray for one another, pray for other people, pray for family members, lift up those that are hurting because truly without without the fullness or the full fully relying on Christ fully accessing the holy spirit we walk around with less than what is available to us and as you mentioned the joy comes from seeking Jesus first doing for him first yes and in that prayer is huge it's so powerful, Linda, when we realize it's not in our capacity. You know, it's in God's capacity that lives in us. The living, breathing God lives in us. So yes. that's where we can be bold. That's where we're never too old. You know, God never retired, Linda. He's up every every moment. So uh, I hope that encourages somebody today. Absolutely, he is. He does not sleep, though we need to. <laughs> I'm so glad that you've been on with me today, Lane. Thank you so much for joining us here on Your Best Writing Life. It's been such an honor. Thank you so much. I tell you, folks, when we can be encouraged to step out with the message that we have, to know that we're not too old, to know that there is provision out there to help us accomplish what we need to have accomplished, whether it's through traditional or self-publishing or partnership publishing, to be able to get our message out. That's got that's what why God has given it to you. And so you will be encouraged through this program to be bold, to take that step, that step of faith, and get out there and just let God do the tough stuff. You just be obedient to what He's called you to do. I thank all of you friends. I thank you for joining us today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.